0: My help cometh from the Lord. Bless you, God, for the help that you have given to us. And bless our music ministry for bringing that sermonic section, selection, to us. Thank you, Mother Harrison, for singing for us as well. I, I hear her playing all the time, but uh, when she gets to singing along with her daughter, it's something that goes all over me. And so I thank and praise God for you. Who would have ever thought that years ago, when we met and I saw you playing the organ, that uh, we would end up in the same church doing God's business together? Who would have ever thunk it, as they say? And so we praise God for you and Reverend Denise. We hope to hang on to you for quite a while. So don't you try to go nowhere because we love you. We gonna keep you and. Uh, because, you know, we are pastors that love the old and the new songs, and you all do provide a variety for us. In Jesus' name, so we thank you. And so let us get into our morning sermon. And it being Palm Sunday, uh, we have always provided uh, some sort of Palm Sunday message <laughs> Uh, and, you know, and the risk of sounding redundant, we decided this time that we would concentrate around verses 35 and 36 of the text. And the Message Bible says it this way, and they brought the cult to Jesus. Then throwing their coats on his back, they helped Jesus get on. And as he rode, the people gave him a grand welcome, throwing the coats on the street. Now permit me to apply some Keith Brown hermeneutics, meaning some biblical interpretation to it. And we say, and, and then using loose account, they laid his, laid their own coats on the young donkey, which is called a coat. And as Jesus rode the donkey along the way, many people in response laid their coats, which in that time meant their top garments on the street in front of Christ. And then if we go to John's account of this whole uh, triumphant entry uh, in John 12, Verses 12 through 13, it says that the people also laid tree branches Mm -hmm. upon and went out to meet him. And, of course, they laid them on the street as well. We want to talk to you this morning, this Palm Sunday morning, from the subject. Take off your coat. Or take your, I'm sorry, take your coat off. Uh, doing some 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 uh, dyslexia. Take your coat off. Take your coat off. Let us pray. God, we do thank you for the words that have been given to us. Allow us to use them to bless your people. In Jesus' name we do pray. And I say amen. Let me tell you all a quick story. When I was a young boy, I'd say probably between the ages of about 8 and 12, I would spend my summer vacations in Baltimore, Maryland with my great-aunt. And the highlight of returning to North Carolina was being able to show off my new school supplies that I bought while I was in, quote, the city. You see, if you uh, were in North Carolina and you went anywhere past Maryland, uh, to or up past Virginia, up to Maryland, Pennsylvania, New York, it was classified as the city. So people would always say, Oh, you went to the city. Uh, and every summer I would stay in Baltimore and I would, at the end of the summer, I picked out uh, for purchase for my aunt to purchase, praise God, uh, everything new. I had new pens, I had new pencils, new paper, new notebooks, and what I thought of as designer backpacks, by Minister Swan, even lunch boxes, you know, with them hard kind that they used to have. I had the lunch boxes uh, so I could be ready for school. And to add to that, I also added some stylish shoes and some stylish clothes, you know, because so she would let me go crazy buying whatever I thought I needed. And, and let me tell you something, I always tried to get the most exclusive and unique items that I thought would make me stand out among my peers back in North Carolina. And, and where clothes were concerned, I would get as extravagant after I as I could. You know, that meant that I had tons of clothes, clothes galore, and some of them were somewhat wild, but Mm -hmm. nothing so way out that people would laugh at. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to show off all of my stuff, especially since it came from the city. So I'd get the fancy shoes, the fancy bell-bottom pants. Yes, they were in style then especially those 2 tone ones that I thought was so beautiful. And I had to have it because it was me. Cool K was going to be wearing those, those pants. And I had the fancy top garments, the coats and the hats and the sweaters and the vests. And the return home was like the year that I got that new shiny black clever vest to return home with. Yes, I said leather. Why? Because it was a cross between plastic and leather. Y'all will get that one later on. Uh, and and I, I was dying to have it, so my aunt bought it for me. And I didn't know or care if it was really in style or not. I, I, but I wanted it because I had to show it off. Because I thought I was so high, I was so impressive, even though I was calling myself Cool K, I, I, I was still hot, and uh, I was wearing it so that that I would like it, and then hopefully the girls would think the same way. No offense, Pastor I, but you weren't in the picture yet. It's all right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you see, this vest was so great in my mind that I asked my best friend in Baltimore, to ride down home with me uh, right after I got it. And and I had to be cool, not only for my North Carolina friend, but I had to be cool around my Baltimore buddies as well. And oh, by the way, let me give you this detail. It was still summertime and hot in North Carolina. So usually I want to sport a new suit. When, and a full dress coat when I went to church, if the weather permitted. But certainly around this time, uh, we had to have on, I'd, I'd have to have on a sharp coat and, 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 but by this time, that vest had taken over my love for what I had to wear. And I knew I couldn't wear the full coat to church to be seen on the first Sunday back from B-Boy, But instead, I had to wear that hot leather in the summertime vest to church. (laughs) I laugh when I think about it. But it was cool, y'all. It was cool. I mean, it was good looking to me, at least anyhow. And so I thought I was hot stuff. And so I was. But let me tell you something. I thought that vest was so great until I realized. Just how hot it was to wear it in North Carolina. Oh, Lord, did I almost burn up? I I tried the style and profile for a while, but ladies and gentlemen, that vest was way too hot. And I don't mean cool either. So that vest, which was a coat without sleeves, had to be taken off, had to be thrown off. You see, One major part of what this scripture pointed out to me and my story is that even though we are like, we like saying clothes make the man, and we are sharp as a tack, or we've got to be clean, the fact is that stuff has its limitations. It will never be perfect, so we need to stop worshiping it and instead praise the God who gave it to us. You see, clothes that we wear now, clothes worn in the Bible days and clothes worn in my childhood days were not too precious to part with, especially for the service of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's why we can easily see how the people in the text laid down their coats to honor Jesus. In today's culture, we need that same attitude. Now we have nothing against uh, being a fashion statement. We, Pastor I and I, want you to know that. But I know somebody out there can see how the pandemic has eliminated the need for being clean in church on Sunday morning. You ain't going to the building. And so you don't have to have on all those clothes when you go to church. Amen, somebody out there. I, I know I got some witnesses. Some of y'all are still in your pajamas looking at me right now. I know. Uh, because I'm virtually driving on your street. All right, you'll get that one on down the road, too. So you better come to church as you are. Uh, and when you get on that conference line or on that Facebook live line, because nobody is seeing you anyway but God and he's looking at your heart, you need to make sure your motivation is good when you come to him. You see, to lay down one's coat, that is to take off one's coat in these days or in those days, was to help provide traditional respect for a king. This also helped individuals pay homage to the king. Today, we need to honor the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let me say that again. Today, we need to honor the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Some people are not honoring God the way that they should. And if they would, we might not have quite as much strife and envy and jealousy and violence as we have now, if we would. But honor the king of kings. You better take off your coat. and You better take your coat off and give him the praise. You better take your coat off and give him honor for what he has done for you. You better take your coat off. Come on, Pastor I, and give us some insight on this scripture. Well, we bless the Lord for Pastor Keith and his
1: ability to dress real nice for his friends in North Carolina from his trips to the city before I knew him. Y'all heard that, didn't you? Well, anyway, as we take a look at our text this morning, what we are going to Uh, Talk about a little bit is that uh, we look across the Synoptic Gospels, that that is inclusive of the books of Matthew, the book of Mark, and the book of Luke, Uh, and all the those accounts depict Jesus riding into Jerusalem on the back of a colt of a donkey. Uh, It's well known and uh, that the disciples, (coughs) pardon me. placed their coats on the donkey so that Jesus could have a much softer ride. They literally took their coats off. You see, in the days when Jesus lived, many people wore a coat or a cloak as it is often referred to in the Bible. And this was, as Pastor Keith explained, explained, was a loose-fitting outer garment that was similar to a cape. I'm sure it wasn't as fashionable as Pastor Keith clever vest. Uh, uh, However, however, y'all, the the Jews in that day were not trying to dress to impress. Uh, Rather, they wore uh, the things that served a real purpose. Uh This coat provided protection against the harsh winds and the blowing sands of the desert, and it could protect them from the hotness of the sun, So to part with these items of clothing said a lot about how they honored Jesus as he was headed for Jerusalem. Uh, So our text reminds us this morning that Jesus was planning to ride this Humble animal that no one had ever ridden. Uh, uh uh, uh, This thing stood as a symbol uh, of his royalty, his rights uh, to kingship. Uh, It stood as simplicity. It stood for peace and humility. And we understand this better as the fulfillment of the prophecy or the prophetic voice from Zechariah 9 and 9. A prophecy that had been foretold some 500 years even before it came to pass. Oh, come on, Jesus. You see, in the Old Testament, it is often specified that an animal meant for a sacred purpose uh, must not have been put to use uh, for the normal or the ordinary purposes before. And you'll find these stipulations uh, that have been recorded in Numbers, uh, in Deuteronomy and also First Samuel. You see, Jesus, my brothers and sisters, uh, is making a royal claim. Uh, It may not be something that we see in our contemporary Western society as significant or maybe we don't understand it or get the importance of it but Jesus wants his path and his actions to be understood in terms of the Old Testament promises that are fulfillment or that are being fulfilled in the person of who he is so come on somebody uh, oh, can i just tell somebody just this is one this one i won't give you for nothing uh, as a sidebar you got to keep in mind that it is the old testament that points forward uh, but the new testament looks back uh, oh god somebody help me uh, you right. see uh, no, he he didn't come. Our Jesus didn't come symbolizing a conquering general, and neither did he come symbolizing a head warrior. But instead, he came on a young donkey, uh, not on a big uh, big horse which often indicates arrogance uh, of a person, hence when people come in on a big horse, uh, we say they're riding in on their high horses. Somebody will, uh, get that after a while, as after Keith might say. You see, but the entry into Jerusalem had been turned that triumph of for a reason, brothers and sisters, yeah. because he is an all-knowing God. Yeah. Our Christ knew what he had facing him in the week that was up ahead. Yeah. He yeah. knew that he would be celebrated today and people would throw their coats in front of him today. Yeah. But he also knew that after a while, when he got to Jerusalem, that he was going to have a whole different uh, situation and people would have a different change of attitude. So when he came into Jerusalem, he knew he had to come in as triumph of of humility over pride. He knew he had to come to Jerusalem as triumph over grandeur and he had to come as uh, uh, over poverty or taking up poverty over influence or uh, affluence uh, or of meekness and gentleness over rage and malice oh, yes, oh come yes, on come on come on into jerusalem jesus uh, oh can't you see him coming into jerusalem yes. riding on this donkey uh, you see uh, john's gospel uh doesn't give us that same picture but it talks about the palms that were laid down so that Uh, Jesus could walk over them, which is, of course, how we got the name for Palm Sunday. Uh, uh, But can we just highlight a few things for you and we shall be out of the way. The first thing I'm going to tell you is that we need, to, uh, we need to remember that before being able to be used by God that he always prepares us uh, before we receive the blessing yes. I, I know we don't believe that all the time I, I know it doesn't even look like that all the time but, but can I just recount that before the cult could receive the king that had to come he had to come down 42 generations yeah. the disciples Coats were used to make the cult uh, more useful and a fit battle uh, for the honoring of that king. Uh, Because can I remind somebody that that not every king is honorable oh I know we can go back and look at a few and say that they weren't even worth the job but they were in there But we'll preach that sermon another day you see Jesus the king was to ride in in symbolic fashion he came in over the issues and the circumstances of his day Uh people of God don't you want him to ride in on your issues yeah. and your circumstances of yeah. life yeah. on any given good day, and the animal that was to carry him must have been steady and handled for the job because it had never been used for ordinary purposes before. Yeah. It was set aside and set apart yeah. for yeah. sacred use by the man. So as the disciples did, they took their coats, they took their coats off for the master's use, yeah. which leads me to our first point. Point number one, let Jesus use you. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Our narrative We are, uh, we have become familiar with how Jesus used the cult. I think we all know that story, but we want to highlight that he not only used the cult, but he used the disciples' garment as a saddle to ride on. Yes. Oh, what you're talking about, Richard? Well, in case you are not familiar with, with how these saddles operate, I just want to teach you just for a moment um, that a saddle uh, that's placed on an animal like that uh, is used uh usually used for three purposes uh, number one for support um, number two for security uh, uh-huh. and number three for control over the animal uh-huh. uh, oh come on and tell it uh, you see the saddle uh, is what allowed Jesus uh, to look like the king he was uh, when he rode in ever so humbly uh, yes. yet stately into the city um, with the crowd around him uh, shouting their hosannas. Uh-huh. oh people of God uh, people of God give me just a minute uh, to flip the script uh, on us this morning yes. you see because when we allow to come into our hearts uh, and use us uh, the very thing that was provided for him uh, with the use of the disciples coats. uh, Hear me now. uh, Is the very thing he gives us uh, when we let God use us uh, as he sees fit. Uh, I'm gonna prove it to you in a minute. Uh, Oh, he gives us support. Uh, He gives us security yes, and it, when we give him ourselves he takes control of the total animal yes. oh God and in that case we become the dog. Yes. oh God yeah 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 I saw it in the text minister Juan I, 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 but, 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 but don't you know when Jesus is Lord over your life yes. he will support you in your everyday issues yes, yes. I mean he can cover you even in your drama, and all your mess-ups, and even in your brokenness. Uh How else do you think you have made it over this? Oh, this, 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 and that. Oh, don't we say we put it all in his hands? Oh, 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 this, You're talking, preacher. I don't want y'all to get it twisted this morning. I I know, I know, I know we to believe uh, that we are secure in our financial planning. Now, I know we love to believe that we are safe in our long-standing relationships. Yeah. Uh, and we are safe um, and shielded uh, in our good government jobs. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes uh, all it takes uh, yeah. is one pandemic uh, come on, to man. come and last over a year, and it'll wipe out everything you thought you had under control. Who who am I talking to? Who am I talking to this morning? And when you let God, when you let God use you and take control over you, oh, there will be a change that the world will see when you give Jesus the wheel. Oh, you all know it. We say it today. Jesus, take the wheel when you give him that wheel he will guard over your heart and your mind God use you, saints. Let God use you, for He has need of you. Uh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can I just tell you something else? That there was a a very uh, most influential uh, uh, theologian uh, that lived earlier uh, in the 19th century. That was well before our time. Lived in 1800 and something. Uh, Went by the name of of Charles Spurgeon. Uh, very, very influential pastor, preacher, author, and he said uh, that the terms the Lord hath need says that Jesus, without laying aside his sovereignty, had taken on the full nature of need. That was Uh, He had needs in his humanity. I don't want y'all to miss that. Uh, Yet being in need, he was still the Lord. Uh, That was because he was still a deity and could command his subjects and requisition their property. In other words, uh, when the Lord needs you, uh, yeah. you better let Him uh, use you. I know well, I have somebody in here this morning uh, that's about to uh, to break out in a minute. I I I can feel it. I can feel it. Uh, yeah. I can feel it. Uh, whoa in my sanctified soul. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing I'm going to tell you. The second thing I'm going to tell you is you got to toss in uh, your garments of praise. Uh, Oh my 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 you see the symbolism here and and we do understand that there is symbolism in the word of god uh, 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 um, but but this time it, it went on the crowd of witnesses that were there praising god uh-huh. they praised him with the shout of, of triumph i believe pastor keith that they probably sang and and danced and and, and shook their tambourines. Uh, Oh, I bet they had a good time uh, in the name of the Lord. Uh, After watching him, uh, saw what he could do. uh, Watched his miracle working power healing the sick uh, and and uh, unstopping deaf ears. uh, And after he allowed those to come back to life that they had already pronounced dead. Uh, But you know what? When they saw what he could do and how he could turn some situations around. They knew that this man had victory in his hands, but can I tell you, they praised him and they praised him with their stuff. The coats that they were wearing, uh, the very thing they used uh, to provide protection, uh, is the thing they gave up uh, that Jesus could ride into Jerusalem. Humbly I said, uh, "Yet, stay me. um, What are you?" what are you willing to give up this morning that you think gives you protection and makes you who you are? I know i got some important people on the line today, but I just want to know what is it that you're willing to take off from and give to Jesus? What will you toss in as your Was unclean, you could no longer be recognized as a believer. I know we are telling you to lay down your coat this morning, but we still have a question. Is your garment of praise clean enough and deserving of a king to sell? Or have you defiled it? riotous and your unholy living? Are you following the crowd and doing it because everybody else is doing it? I just ask the question this morning. What do you possess that you are willing to lay down and to give up so that your garment is clean and you are free? I said free. (laughs) back <laughs> It has, uh, it has some power in it. Uh, you see, your garment of praise, uh, it will offend the enemy. Uh, oh, yes, it will. You will need to understand that. Uh, somebody needs to write that down. Uh, you see, by the time we get down to the end of the narrative, uh, in verses 38 and 39, uh, our text shows up Uh The pleasures and the Pharisees were about to get in a a situation. Saying, you see, he's not really accomplishing anything. You see, they said, Look at the world, it's gone after him. That's recorded in John's Gospel, chapter 12, verse number 19. In effect, they have the audacity to tell Jesus his disciples and his friends, You all just need to shut up. Oh, oh. Something about the change uh, in the triumphant entry. uh, You see, people of God, uh, I just need to remind somebody uh, that you should never let the devil shut you down. uh, You should never let the devil shut you in. uh, Nor should you let the devil shut you up in your praise to God. I don't let the devil shut you down. Don't let him shut you in. And don't let him shut you up when you got a praise on your lips. You see, you see, what was beginning to happen is that they were getting uncomfortable. Well, you know what we say to that? Let him get uncomfortable. But you got to take your coat off and you got to give glory to God. You get the. Off your coat, the coat that is full of honor, the coat that's full of adoration. It's for Paul's Sunday. It's the day Jesus headed for a tumultuous week, a week of ups and downs, a week of highs and lows, a week that landed our Savior on an old wooden cross where he hung high, where they stretched him wide. We're going to say to you, uh, we're going to say to you, as this week uh, continues to move forward, we want you to remember, take your coat off. Take your coat off. Give God his due. Woo! When he came in to Jerusalem, sitting on that donkey, They were expecting one thing, but they got something different. They got a savior who was full of humility, a savior who was. was cheered and celebrated one minute, but it wouldn't be too long before he would be hanging on something that looked like, looked like this. As a matter of fact, these, which I hold in my hand, crosses made out of the same type of palm branch that they had spread out for his donkey to walk over. My, 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 next week, next week when we come back together again to celebrate We're going to see. We're going to see how the story ends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we, we we, want you all to ride it out over the week. This week. This is holy week that we are going into. Which includes that. Friday. We got real deep, got real dark, but by Sunday, by Sunday, the greatest story that has ever been told that has impacted some of the worst people that have ever been born. We'll tell you about that. So get ready. Get ready.